0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is William Tencup. You're listening to the Recruiting Daily podcast. We are broadcasting live from Sherm in Vegas at the Accurate booth. Got one of my friends with me here, John. Why don't you tell us? Why don't you introduce yourself, so I don't botch it?
1: Absolutely, John Baldino with Humoriso. Been around probably <laughs> as long as you. At a certain point, is <laughs> <He's>... forever. <laughs> right no more counting no <laughs> more counting No
0: numbers No numbers <laughs> <more mercy. laughs>
1: and i'm involved with those of you that know humoriso is an hr consulting firm just involved in a lot of tactical but strategic work as well for organizations across the country so i you started the firm yeah i did it's when, 11 years i was about to say when you first started it
0: i remember it was the john show Yes. For, for a while
1: for yes for a while
0: for a while so what what led to the growth
1: yeah, it's an interesting thing because when I started, the premise for me was small to mid-market companies who needed to compete, have the kind of right. kind of support that they could never afford to right. hire full-time. Right. And then I want to say probably five years in, enterprise-level organizations started reaching out and were like, hey, can you come and talk about this or help with this or provide their and I thought, I know I can, right? But why would you come to don't you have a hundred people in HR in your company that right? and there's somebody at Deloitte that could, right. you could call? Right. Yeah. And they were like, "No, well, oh, we want you to come. And so from there it really has been like then the in many ways for me like the who's who, right? Who's now jumped in and been a part of things at Humoriso between BJ Anderson and Sarah Morgan and Robin Schooling and all these just awesome, I'm a bunch more. I and mean, we have 35 employees at Humoriso now, which is wow. crazy. Well, that's crazy awesome, is it what is. that is. It, it is. is crazy awesome.
0: You probably, when you first started, again, working at Thesis, you also did, probably didn't think you were going to be running a 35 person company.
1: I don't think I did. <laughs> I knew that, it's funny that you're saying it though, because when I first started, I had very well meaning people, I know you and I both have very well meaning people who come and tell us how to live our lives. And, (laughs) right? All day, every day. And said to me, You want to call it John Baldino Consulting because everybody knows you. right. And they'll latch on to that. Super
0: easy. It's like Steve Brown if you ever wanted to create a consulting firm. Exactly. Why would he call it anything other than Steve Brown? Yeah. Right.
1: And I was like, The reason I don't want to do that is because I just don't want it to become limited that it's all just about me.
0: That's smart. That's very smart because you would have to rebrand. Yes. And go through all of that yep. madness of rebranding. Yeah. I want to ask you a couple things because we're at Accurate and they're interested and I'm interested in kind of the intersection points of what we've seen in screening both historically and mm-hmm. now is like with the global for screens you've done screens before oh. remote and the intersection of remote and screens and candidate experience in screens. So let's just wander around a little bit. One is let's go through global. So they told me yesterday they do screens in 195 countries. That's amazing. I didn't know there was 100, <laughs> 100.
1: <laughs> Don't ask them I to wiki-
0: them. I had to Wikipedia but <laughs> <laughs> surely that's not accurate. That's 160. Who made up all these yeah, countries? That's right. No, there actually yes. is. So yeah. anyhow, and I remember years ago doing screens in Mexico, and it was basically closing your eyes and throwing at a dark red. Correct. Point. Yes. So what's again, What's what do you see? You're dealing with tons of
1: practitioners. What is there? What's their take on global talent and then screening for that talent. It's interesting because in, in my experience, very similar to what you mentioned, right? I remember having to do screening in South American countries mm-hmm. because of, of certain kind of supply chain talent. And also, honestly, on the brand and, uh, aspect of things, you want to have your product be appealing to other countries. You hire people right. from those other countries so, to teach you how to do that. It's called localization. Right? Yes, yeah. Brilliant idea. And, and trying to do that kind of screening was impossible right you really just had to have a gut feel and say i think this is going to work out now what we're seeing is because of the amount of people who are able to work remotely and work from anywhere i'm not going to say work from home because it's really not happening as much as people think that's right they're working from anywhere anywhere they're and, right? digital nomads. Yes. They're moving around. Yes. And so they might do three months in Portugal right. and then seven months over, and I'm going to go over to Germany. And you think, that sounds wonderful. Weren't you just in Portugal? I was just in Italy. Italy? Yes. And I knew yes. you were somewhere. Yeah, I'm yeah, like yeah. Really? These yeah.
0: images came from somewhere. When you said Portugal. But like, it's
1: funny though, even no, being in Portugal. Italy, like I, we ran into people who were, oh yeah, I'm here for a month and a half and I'm going to work long oh, here yeah. and I'm staying at the Amalfi Coast and oh, I'm yeah. doing, like, these beautiful things. And then what happens, as we would expect, relationally, you make connections when you're there for the two, three, four, six months, and you're like, oh my goodness, this person would be great to bring into our organization, and they could stay here and work. Well, when you have to screen for people, you can't just base it off of, William had a great couple of months with this guy (laughs) drinking wine, so therefore, (laughs) ergo,
0: they must be qualified.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so we really are seeing that the access point, because of that work from anywhere, is much more vibrant and I think companies if they're wise are paying attention to that and then can feel confident about the kind of screening that has to happen more so than ever.
0: I love that and you hit remote. So we'll we'll do candidate experience. Yeah. So the intersection point of candidate experience what I've been trying to unpack a little bit is the candidate's expectations and the employer's expectations. Right. Where does, you know, skills assessment or behavioral assessments, skills testing, background checks like where do they fit in? to managing these expectations that are somewhat at odds.
1: Yeah, and I think that we have to be wise about assessment. Right. First of all, traditional assessment, I'm not given a hard time to, but you need to draw a straighter line to help me understand why that assessment matters to the role that they're being hired for. Help me really understand that. If you're going to just say things like cultural fit, I may have to sit with you and say, boo, you got to come up with something else. (laughs) That's not going to cut it. That's called bias. Yeah, that's (laughs) not going to cut it. But I think that if you have assessments that are really looking at things that can be done in a way that's beyond, say, personality, there's some great stuff happening with economic behavioral assessment, which really helps people to have a handle on how would I spend money? How do I distribute money? Again, theoretically, but it gives you some insights that really you you can use to talk about the way someone might critically think. But it, on the other side of it, if it has to be tactical right. and you are still giving someone Excel 96 assessment, I, again, yeah, why? How, how often are the people in that department actually using Excel to have you ask them? And if you haven't, it's probably time.
0: It's interesting. It's in, I've seen uh, from a candidate's perspective. They want something out of that experience. Yes. Because you're asking for two hours of my time to yes. do a skills testing
1: thing. Fantastic. What do I get? We have had candidates that for clients that we support that will say, I did this 90 days ago. Yeah. I don't see it anywhere on anything that someone has for my orientation or training plan. That's right. When will I get to use that? It shouldn't be tethered.
0: If you yeah. learn this information about their personality or anything else that you learned, it's, it's skills testing. You've learned about what they have and what
1: they don't have. That should be tied to their learning and development, training and development plan. Absolutely. And you have on the candidate experience side as well, when they are being given some of these assessments, we are seeing some people that understand, let me go back and look at the role. How can I, and I know this is terrible, manipulate the assessment so I look better. We see this in sales roles all the time. Yep. If I'm given a personality test that's basically, are you going to, are you a wallflower or are you the, the sunshine in a room? I'm going to say I'm the sunshine in the room because I want the job. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> right.
0: For salespeople, you want them to game. The, so you want them to game. It's almost like a test within the test. <laughs> yeah. Because you want them. You're you, dishonest. You're hired. <laughs> <laughs> You're automatically good at what you do. <laughs> Come on now. I, I, I don't want to. It's like a negotiating like, I've always found that salary negotiations are odd, right, and, it, okay. and then obviously we can see it in the pay inequities in kind of stuff. Sure. But it's okay, you're, you're hired to be a marketing manager. What's your ability to negotiate salaries have to do with your job? Uh, yeah. It's just insane to me. Now,
1: salespeople are where I draw the line. Yes. I want to see your abilities to. <laughs> sure. But if you think, about, and I don't disagree with you to a point right. because I'm devious and I want to look yeah. for that stuff too, yeah. but I think that if we're encouraging candidates to spend more time figuring out how to game a system than to actually really right. have a realistic preview of what it's going to be like to be a part of things, that's why we have these six-month retention issues, the,
0: honestly. I think the game should be scaring them to a point. It's shocking all. If you bring them in we used to do the day-in-the-life thing. I know yes. you grew up with this big yeah. The day-in-the-life, what I loved about the day-in-the-life is I would tell my employees, don't hold anything back. Like, yes. Tell them
1: the truth. Yep. Don't scare them. Yeah. I used like, to do it with manufacturing and distribution. We'd have realistic job previews coming. Trailing a chef at a, a James <laughs> oh, Beard restaurant. Listen, if you can't handle that, here it is. Great. Yeah. Good good to know now yes.
0: than yes. six months. Yeah, yes. So I, it's interesting. I don't know how we replicate that in a modern world because we want people, we want to attract people. Yes. But we don't want
1: to, we don't want to scare them. That's, and and we have to stop apologizing for it though. Right. I think it's part of the problem with the companies because, listen, I'm, from Philadelphia, old school scaring oh, yeah. has value. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And y'all I
0: are y'all are great with your sports teams and audiences. Oh other, yes. Oh, yeah. super yeah.
1: kind, very considerate of others' feelings and. But in some ways, tongue in cheek, yeah. like we've got, we've pushed the pendulum so far the other way that we don't want to do anything we'll call offensive or unattractive to your right, point right. for the kind. Can- but I want to be honest. If integrity is one of my values at my company, shouldn't I be honest about what they're walking into? I, yeah. I'm not really living my value. I want them to understand that you're gonna have a client that's gonna call and be pissed off. My my favorite bit with
0: candidates is a bit that I've done for pretty much ever. It's just like, all right, you can ask me anything. And they'll go, like, about the yeah. role? And like, no, you can ask me anything. <laughs> yeah. like, I don't care. You can ask me about my personal life. You can yeah. ask me about... What do you want to know? What's going to help you make an informed decision? Because what I care about is you making an informed decision and us making an informed decision. Absolutely. So I'm going to ask you questions. But I want you to... It's, an open, it's a two-way street. I want you to be able to say, we'll... I'm really worried about there's been three people that have done this job in the last three years. What, yes. What's going on? Yes.
1: Yeah. I love when they Great ask, question. even the basics around, is this a replacement role or a growth role? And if it is replacement, how many times have you replaced it in the last year, two years, three years? I think it's a fair question. Yep. I also think that we have to be open, and I love what you said, about how we take these larger questions that we ask. So sometimes we get into this, tell me about your strengths kind of stuff. Tell me about (laughs) your weaknesses. However you want to ask the question, ultimately that's what you're asking. Right. And we don't connect the dots to that, to the work either. No. So when I talk to people about failure, if I get to, to be a part of the interview process and I ask them about failure and they give me kind of their practiced weakness answer. Yeah, yeah. And I always will say that.
0: My biggest failure is that I just, I oftentimes uh, just work too much. Yeah,
1: I, I just sacrifice so much time for my work when I love it. And, okay, great. And, I'll, and I say that's really fantastic. i say really
0: just supporting my peers. I just say, yeah. sometimes it's overwhelming. I just am
1: so giving. And so you're just like, that's great. And I will say things like, again, this won't surprise some people who know me, that's great. I love that you practiced that answer and you, you really delivered it well, and I appreciate 100%. that. So now let's put that aside and I'm gonna ask you again, if I were to call your last wife, what might she tell me your greatest failure is? <laughs> now we're gonna get to it. Right. Now we're gonna get to it. We're gonna get to it. Oh my God, that's right. Do you have a favorite interview question? Do you I think, go-to? I think that I probably lean on the failure thing yeah, yeah. that i just mentioned a lot as a favorite. Be, and here's why, if I can get to the real failure, because I like to then, and people will cry. And honestly, oh, yeah. they'll talk about divorce. They'll talk about yeah. with their kids or parents or whatever. Great. And then I'll say, if you don't mind, let me connect that to this role. I, don't, I want you to understand why I'm asking that. It's not because I want to know all your business. It's because I want to connect the dot. If I can get there, that makes it my favorite,
0: honestly. I love that. Mine's, we're all misunderstood. How are you misunderstood?
1: That's a good one.
0: And really, it's I just want I want I want to see how they think. Yeah. Because it's you, There's it's a it's a yeah. it's a parlor trick. Yes. It's how I'm misunderstood. Yes, I'm misunderstood. How am I misunderstood? And the thing is, we're all misunderstood. Different points, different different ways, etc. So there's no right answer. It's just how you go about processing it. And again, I think what I love about what you did is tie it back to the job. Yes. Tie it back to the hiring manager. Uh, Tie it back to the job description, whatever. You have
1: to, I think, because then it just becomes fluff. What are you really learning? I have asked, and I haven't done it in a while, and you're reminding me. I have asked, in your life, in your lifetime, how many best friends have you had? Oh, nice. And so people will say whatever number. Yeah. And I'll say, okay, do you currently have one? (laughs) <laughs> or are you looking back on some of that? And it's amazing, especially, I will oh, yeah. tell you, especially guys. Yeah, They'll say, actually, right now, I wouldn't say that I really have a best friend now. Yeah. But when I was in college, when I was in high school, and I'll ask, why do you think relationship development changes? Because that's going to give me some insight as to how they might build with a team that they're going to work and, with.
0: Again, getting you back to the job, right. too. are right. tying that back. is super important. I used to ask, is a horrible Interviewer, because I would ask esoteric questions. Oh, I you know what I'm saying? Of your favorite Beatles song and why. You know, nah. I don't care.
1: And I will fire you but for I just, certain
0: songs. <laughs> just so you know, I you won't get the job. So, what type of music do you like? Classical? I'm sorry, there's I'm nothing saying, here for um, you. You have to go. Yes, come Woo. back. <laughs> Time for you. <laughs> <laughs> I would just, because by the time they get to me, they've already been through like six rounds of right. all my people. Right. Like, I right. don't need to grill
1: you. I'm a rubber stamp. You know, I, I could read, read the it. notes on anything I want to read. I'm not going to go through the well, same thing. No, why would right. I do that to you? You've
0: already been through it. I'm a rubber and stamp. And it's a
1: bad candidate experience. Yeah. So I'd yeah. ask esoteric questions. I
0: love it. And of course, there's no way to prepare for that stuff. So people would be like, Beatles, hey, Jude? Yeah. You sure? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. That's a I'm long just, song. Interesting. You really want, yeah.
0: Interesting. Wow. Yeah. Another earlier word? I'm just trying to see how you respond to adversity now. <laughs> So, horrible, absolutely. And I'm saying this don't about myself. Don't interview with us.
1: Horrible don't experience. Don't interview with us. No,
0: I've given up those things. And yeah. there's a lot of bias laid in those questions, I'm too.
1: very limited on who I'm allowed to interview and for what roles. <laughs> this is my staff or No, I can't even cover investigations anymore because no. they're like, no, I don't like those no. questions you asked, John. Because <laughs> I'll say things like, What is your problem? Yeah. Why don't you just tell me what your problem is? And yeah. we'll see. Tell us about the drugs. Just tell us about the drugs. Yeah. We know you did drugs, <laughs> It's like I did the CIA interview.
0: 100 years ago. Oh gosh. And anyway, they, they know everything, right? So yeah. I got advice going into it. They're like the advice was they know everything. This is a game that they're going to break. It. Yeah, so it's yeah. just a question of when. Yeah. So I just started with, okay, so let me let's just talk about drugs. And like I just yeah. went through everything, went into alcohol, all kinds of all the deviant behavior. and we just went around the wheel of vices. Yes. And then and they're like, okay, that's great because it was like a monologue. I just <laughs> Diarrhea. I just put it all out there. I just one and time in Vegas where, and, and then they're like, "Yeah, let's ask uh, some questions about your experience a little bit." Because
1: they're like, "Darn it!" Yeah, you took all the air out. Of it. It's over.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll have to ask them about work. Yeah. <laughs> so let's skip to the sherm stuff. You've been yeah. to about more than two or three of these. Yes. What have you liked about the show? What stuck out?
1: Um, it's interesting to me that we are. Two things. One, we're still talking about some of the same things we have to stop talking about. I saw about. some yellow notes yesterday. Hurts. Hurts. We just have to stop
0: talking about yes. some of the things yes. we were talking about. Yes. We should go through those things at one point. Yeah. Maybe not on a podcast, yeah, 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 but yes. Yeah. We should yeah. go through
1: those things. We would love to. And it's because I just feel like, what else is there to say, number yeah. one? And number two, if we haven't solved for it now, then let's just say we haven't, yeah. we're not going to solve for it. Yeah. I, it's I, not going to happen. Because yeah. we obviously don't care. Yeah. But I do appreciate- Well, what I'm saying, we care. Oh. <laughs> How about just that? let it go? Just let it go.
0: Turns out, and I, this is my favorite phrase when I come back to this: like,
1: not all salmon make it up the river. Uh, there's some bears <laughs> waiting out. to scoop you right up, <laughs> and it's okay. And it has to be okay. Part part of what's going on: we it can't be great to at everything. Be okay. So. It's, uh, when I talk about healthy terminations, people are like, "That's a very uncomfortable phrase." <laughs> no, it's <laughs> no. actually not. No. but we make it uncomfortable. Yeah, they've right? outgrown us. Yes, or we've outgrown them. They have to move on. Yeah. it's
0: okay. It's regrettable turnover that kicks me in the tail. Yes. Yes.
1: I do. I will say I am a more appreciative of it's a very narrow agenda of transformational topics. And what I right, mean by that is right. there's a ton of tactical, right? They really have narrowed down some of whom could come and talk about what I call the, the fluff at times. It's supposed to be transformational, but it's not really. let look within, just look within. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I good. don't like what I Great. see. Now what do I do? So you're it? teaching Buddhism. Right. Fantastic. Great. Great. I'm Catholic. Great. Right. Okay. Now go back to your work and <laughs> your, your boss is going to love
0: you. And by the way, you have to work hundred hours. <laughs> I'm looking within. I, but I don't like what I see. That's right.
1: But instead, the narrower pool is forcing a lot more people maybe who have come to four or five of these shows to have to be put into this spot to say, we're really going to talk strategic to you. Yep. You, We belly ached for years that you want a seat at the table, by the way, one of the many Drinking to like game. blow up. Yeah. But, and then COVID happened, and now you had this wonderful seat, blah, 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 and now you're losing it. Listen, if you're losing your seat... <laughs> because the pandemic's over you never really had it no it i don't a, care what you it said. was a rental yes it was a rental chair oh my gosh that's such a great way to put it it's a rental chair you
0: don't really in texas they have these rent a wheel you can rent wheels yeah and you can rent tires and you can, <laughs> like i don't understand the game oh my i'm sure gosh. there's a game but I'm ba- sure. basically there's a game like you mean i can just go rent some wheels some wheels i mean they're going to be, I'm going to give them back to you. That like, is amazing.
1: Insane. Yeah. It was a rental. Yeah. So we
0: gave you a seat at the table, but it was a rental.
1: It, obviously. Yeah. No worries. Because if we're now talking about this stuff. So I like that they are putting pushing people into this to say, okay. you, gotta, you actually do have to hold up a mirror and say, what did I do to lose what I thought I had? And yeah. that's a very difficult concept yep. for people to face up to. 100%.
0: Again, that's some of the self-loathing that goes on in oh, HR. Oh my gosh. Like we... We put ourselves into this position, so because we don't think we're good enough. Yes. Do you think salespeople, for any at any moment, think that they're not good enough? No. <laughs> Marketing.
1: And, Ops. And Finance? it's funny you say that because we also then have people who will express their insecurity. Yeah. Too far the other way by 100%. being jerks. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. And so what I like in that too is if you go back to high school, you had those people that were at sea level popularity, and they were always scratching and crawling their way above so i pull down these B people in front of me so i can get up there yes now they became into hr and they're like "Ooh, i have the power <laughs> I have the, right
0: i have the power of the pin. Oh,
1: oh the sales manager was the quarterback of the high school football team let's bring him in and have some words with guess, him. we have to talk right john you're putting me. you on a pip right <laughs> and now i feel like i have some sort of authority and power and it's so misplaced but we back ourselves into this ridiculous corner by doing this stuff.
0: And so the between the pendulums of you're either overconfident and making up for some other yes. issues, yes, or you lack confidence and you're looking in the mirror and you're like, I don't understand, I don't understand the job, I'm not great at the job, yes. technology's moving ahead so fast, I can't keep up with it, blah, blah, blah. What have you seen in this expo that you can remember? We're at the accurate roof too, so obviously you remember yeah. accurate, but other than that, what can you remember? What stuck out?
1: I appreciate it. I like the small booths. First of all, let me make sure I say that. Because Fair. I know that people spend a lot of money on the large booths and I'm not, I don't mean it knocking it that way. Yeah, yeah. But usually they're the scrappier ones. They're trying to get their foot in the door in some way. And so I want to show them love and stop by and they get really excited about like that. what their product is and what they're trying to make a mark on. And honestly, they have some flyers on their table yeah, yeah, yeah. and if Jolly they have flyers,
0: If they have yeah. flyers and Jolly Ranchers, <laughs> automatically right? like Right? You guys are scrappy.
1: They don't have the squish balls and the notebooks and no, all no, this no, stuff, no, right? The that's, resistance that's, that's bands. That's next level. And, that's right. next level. You the, can win AirPods. They, it's, you're like, okay. No. They're just trying to make it work. And I, there are a couple of them that are here that I think are, are going to maybe make a mark this year. So I think when you look at some things that are dashboard-oriented platforms that are really trying to help some other pieces of the tech stack be cleaner and clearer. They're the ones to watch, I think.
0: It's interesting because it's becoming a game of what's a feature, what's a product, and what's a company. And we've confused all those things for years. It's, oh, they're all companies.
1: Actually, not really. No. Not really. That's
0: a great feature inside of that suite, inside of that product, inside of that company.
1: And those could all be different things. And that's why I think dashboard platforms are smart. Yeah. To invest in and look for. The dashboard has to tell you, not just
0: red, yellow, green. It's gotta give you it's like an Amazon not Amazon, Netflix. If you like this, you can you would also like this. It's gonna tell you, it's kind of inform you something. Yes.
1: Give you some recommendations. Yeah. Some type of recommendations okay. engine. We have really terrible leadership in many companies. Gosh, that's so obnoxious no. to say. But we have no. really and part of the reason I say that they're terrible is because we really don't do a good job teaching next level managers what to look for and how 100%. to be critical in their thinking. We th- don't do that.
0: I think mid managers and line managers are kind of the forgotten experience. Yes, like yes. We talk about candidates, we talk about employees, but we don't think of the middle managers like,
1: we're asking them to do a bunch of stuff and we've not trained them on any of it. And they don't really know, and to be fair, how to measure what it is that you're asking as well. So that's why I think that if you can be smart about the right technology pieces to add in that help to give you at least the first level support and resource that you then can have conversations with them about to teach and train and encourage critical thought. I think we're better set up but that's a commitment. Right. It's a commitment to do that.
0: It's a recognition of failure. Yeah. So back yes. to this. You've got to yes. recognize we're not good at this. Yeah. Okay. Now, you've we'll, got to spend time, money, and energy fixing that. I could talk to you forever. <laughs> Same. But you've got to go do some stuff, evidently. <laughs> Anyhow, John, thank you so much for coming on the thank show. Thank you, my friend. All right.